Welcome to the IBS Ideas podcast. My name is Gaia Lamperti, and today I'm joined by Sahar Salama, CEO and founder of T-Pay Mobile, a digital payment service. Hi, Sahar. Hi, Gaia. Nice to meet you. A very important topic and very exciting landscape that I would love always to contribute to the discussion around. Exactly, because today we're going to discuss the fintech industry through the lens of gender demographic. And I'll start with you, Sahar. You have over 25 years of experience in the sector. How has your journey been so far? Uh, actually, yes, I've been, I've been since day one, okay, passing through the evolution of what happened in the sector. As you might know, I am educated and, and based in a kind of emerging market. This is Egypt in, in Africa. And it, honestly, I've seen it through the last 25 years, starting from the backdrop of education, uh, you know, evolution of the education system, evolution of the uh, careers around uh, tech uh, and STEM careers in general in, in our region, in our markets, how we really evolved very har- hard in a positive way from a technical perspective. Women and, uh, you know, like females in general in Egypt, in the tech sector, are a big portion of the like, employment, let's say, a kind of market. However, you know, when it comes to who can make it to the leadership career path or a startup, a kind of landscape or decision making or making a different kind of uh, jobs or positions or, or spots in general in, in the markets and economy, these are definitely very few, as we all know, not, not only in our side of the world, but I think globally. What, what I'm excited about and what I'm seeing now, uh, yes, I, I did have my own journey making it uh, to be able to join first um, you know, a very tough industry to be here uh, in as a lady or as a female, which is basically uh, related to telcos, more of um, a software engineering, more of a software house uh, before joining the telco sector. Uh, and from inside Egypt, I used to work for a German corporate that used to be one of five companies of the world who've been doing testing software for, for high tech or uh, uh, electronic board from all over the world. And this also had given me the exposure, the confidence, you know, to progress further um, coming from a software engineering and tech career foundation into more and more of making a difference career-wise. And and, and and then came the stage of the telco and came the stage of jumping out of the corporate world into the startup uh, world very late into my of course, career and, and age, but fed by all of the experience and the exposures that I have got uh, coming from the background of uh, technical uh, business development, uh, global exposure. And this allowed me, I have been lucky enough to be surrounded by ecosystem on the level of, um, uh, let's say, role model, on the level of um, a culture, you know, like corporate cultures that did support my career progress across the years uh, to make it happen. Now, this is not typical, definitely, into specifically these two industries that 
that are primarily male-led, whether we're talking about electronics-related industry, whether we're talking about engineering-related industries, uh, whether we're talking about definitely technical and lately telco and lately payment as well. All of this had been a little bit of penetration points for me. Very, let's say, proud of where we are now. I think also very excited timing-wise, talking about these two topics, you know, like inclusion, uh, gender equality, plus, I would say, fintech contribution to the global economy. Why? Because I don't think that this topic of female uh, gender equality is a luxury or like an option or like a slow pace topic that we can take it over years and years as it used to be for the last 20 years in terms of uh, awareness or in terms of education or in terms of initiatives or in terms of supporting the topic from here and there. Basically, very, very simply is that the future of the world is becoming more and more centered around digital economy, more and more around tech-led type of innovation and type of um, industries uh, by far. All of the legacy industries and the legacy business are going through a transformation that does allow the catch of the contribution of the, the slow earliest contribution of female into the early industry sectors to really penetrate hard, you know, using or leveraging the digital economy wave, um, the liter- the access story uh, to all of the, you know, what it takes to develop their careers, the exposure, um, the networking, the startup kind of um, mechanism to really that is becoming more and more of uh, an important an important vehicle to the the global economy and more and more of the emerging market side as well so i think we can do much more to solve or to address the gender uh, inequality pro- problem because i think gender inequality is contributing negatively more and more as we pass the years uh, towards the success of our global economy thank you sahar for this introduction um, and gave a lot of context as well so i would like to ask you now what is tpay mobile doing in this direction thank you for the question actually tpay mobile is basically at the heart of what of filling or bridging the gaps of uh, many uh, many of the problems that we're facing that that cannot afford the the time or they cannot afford the let's say the pace of uh, the typical standard industry uh, solutions or sectors or typical players of the industry um pay mobile is basically is an alternative payment gateway or payment method that have been launched since day one in 2014 with the vision to help address or fill the huge gap of penetration for the digital economy and for the financial inclusion in our region and basically Middle East, North Africa and African region. And this is not a luxury anymore that we need every single member of the population by far led by female in our region, 60%, more than 60% of of those countries in the regions in our region are, are female, different age groups of female that do not have, because of a reason or another, do not have the luxury or the privilege of getting access to have their own financial independence, to have their own uh, real-time choices um, of what they they want to 
learn of what they want to contribute to or what they want to have access to, even uh, uh, whether whether professional education, whether general knowledge and information, whether business related to skills they, that they have to own uh, in, in the age of technology and in the age of digital transformation we are in, in order to survive for whatever kind of activity or a career or existence they have into those regions. And the gap was simply huge. So what we want, what we created with TPay Mobile is we created an alternative payment network that uses the, the, the only industry that has 100% access to the population, which are the telecom operators, the mobile network operators. It's simply these, these were the bridge, the only ones that we can really uh, leverage on in order to fill the gap of access of the population. Now, this is happening while the monetization, the access, the payment, the, you know, for all of this population to be able to consume those services, whether they are local services, regional services, or international digital services coming from all ends, whether we are talking about social platforms and social networks, whether we are talking about the apps economy, whether we are talking about education platforms, whether we're talking about healthcare, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, startup uh, foundation services in the fintech sector, provided by the fintech sector. It couldn't evolve without solving the problem of access and and solving the problem of payment. So we created exactly this platform. We we operate currently in 27 countries, covering all of the population of those countries, Middle East and Africa, giving access to more than 650 million, let's say, residents. In, into those countries who have to, to be able to have independent identity uh, that allows them to be included in the financial ecosystem, to be included in the digital ecosystem, to access, to, to discover the services, to access the services, to pay, uh, to contribute, uh, to, to, to reach the content that they want uh, coming from all over the world. Absolutely. Just like, as you said, financial accessibility, financial independence is at the core of women empowerment. And and it's absolutely essential to close the gender gap. We are actually witnessing a boom in women-focused fintech platforms. What message that is, is sending across the industry, according to you? You're absolutely right that women, women you know, founded fintech. Uh, startups or non-startups now is booming and is booming from the core and the heart of the underserved markets more and more, sending the message clearly loud that this is a time for involving the the 60, 60% of the population of those markets of this side of the world and the rest of the world because they are capable. They do have the skill set to scale. They do have a blend that is definitely not explored, whether by investors, whether by the corporate structure, typical corporate structure, whether by the education system, whether by, you know, like access to funds, general culture, acceptance, that didn't used to give them the chance before. Now, because of those leaders in Africa, in emerging markets across the world, their own proof points, they deserve first to be acknowledged and noticed. They deserve not not because of their own achievement and acknowledgement side, but but 
in order to send a message to the rest of the, let's say, population of um, of other women, different sectors, different, uh, even economical capability. It doesn't matter that you you don't have to come from a corporate world in order to make it happen. Actually, more and more of the success stories that are happening in our emerging market sides are coming from completely non-corporate uh, uh, side of the story. So the, the access to the skill set is changing radically, radically across the globe now is allowing women to shine and to show uh, their capabilities to penetrate and to stand out. So this is their time. What we need to do, in my opinion, is beyond penetration. I think we need to focus more now on documenting documenting the stories, uh, giving a community platforms and access to really reshare the experiences of those women. Um, it doesn't have to be sector-led, in my opinion, uh, because 80 to 90% of what does it take to make it happen is not related to the sector, in my opinion, is related to some of the skill sets that you have to do, and, and most of them are tech-related, business-related. And of course, all of the rest comes as vertical of the sector they are serving. But if you have your independence, if you have the access to funds, if you have if you have the access to the support of the already existing success stories that is easy to reach, easy to find, easy to, to discover, and it will boost more and more uh, the real impact that we want to do. We don't own the real statistics, own the real impacts, in my opinion, of women. We only own some statistics about numbers of women that work here or there, contributed or contribute to here or there. But Honestly, from impact point of view, and here I might refer to uh, just a, a recent report that had been published by McKinsey about like, I don't know, like thousand companies or like uh, follow uh, the female gender, you know, inclusion uh, kind of direction. And, and it showed up that that the 25% or the top 25% of those companies have more than 21% or 22% chance or better chance of achieving higher profits and achieving higher uh, kind of business success compared to the others. And this is directly related to the contribution of the female on different, of course, I don't know, stacks of, of them. But like from decision making down to the down to the juniors and entry point, STEM careers, tech careers, business careers, all of this is not there, in my opinion, not well documented not well documented, doesn't show the real impact, doesn't show the real contribution, which feeds into the career problem, which feeds into the retention of women into the whatever environments, startup or non-startup environments to make it happen to the upper ranks or like to make better impact or to make stronger impact, to make faster change. I mean, this is exactly, in my opinion, that we need to build and highlight and document um, at this stage. Definitely something to be working on. When it comes to female executives and female leaders in the industry, what's their role in advancing inclusion and representation? And how can they champion new female entrepreneurs starting their journey in the industry? Yeah, first I, ha I had an obligation for whatever I have the biggest influence on, which is my, my own company. And, and definitely directly and indirectly and not by those you know fancy initiatives but basically um showing 
working on the ground, uh, how to pave the way for more females to to show impact, let's say, for TPA and for the industry that TPA is serving. This is what I've been proud of. So over the last years, you know, building the culture of allowing more and more contributions and, and management impacts. And so as we speak in TPA, I think 60% of the employees of TPA um, are female, <laughs> which I just knew this percentage recently. It, it wasn't a target or a quota or something like that, like everybody's saying that we should have a quota. I am against this mentality a lot, just like the culture of fairness, um, starting from the interviewing process, starting from the promotion, career post process, starting from the space of a startup giving more and more of initiatives uh, landscape for everybody to contribute, whether female or non-female, just showed up eventually after after eight years without having this direct testicle target in our, in our mindset that many of our team leading and management and overall percentage of female contribution to TPA success or female. And this probably, I had direct, in, of course, influence on some of them, uh, which I have the direct relation in terms of mentoring, in terms of uh, showing by example. And as a person at this age, I am giving more, more and more time to really encourage more and more lady fintech to really move on fast. That has been a great, insightful and inspiring conversation. Thank you so much, Sahar. Many thanks, Gaia, for giving me this chance. We'll speak soon, Sahar. Take care, Gaia. Bye-bye.